Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. A lot of rumors swirling around the potential Pac-12 media rights deal, maybe conference realignment is the ACC or the Big 12 going poaching, all of that, although if you listen to the Pac-12, they'll tell you that everything is hunky-dory, so we figure we'd go to one of the best scribes in the business who's got the inside. You can find his work on The Athletic. One of the best couple bucks you're going to spend every month. Stuart Mandel taking a couple minutes for it. Stuart, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. So if I'm to believe uh, the the Pac-12, everything is great. Uh, There's no worries here whatsoever, and the Pac-12 soon will sign the greatest meteorites deal of all time. Am I correct? I mean, I think if it were that great, they would have signed it already, right? <laughs> right. Uh, this has been going on now for, for almost eight months. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, from what our reporting on the athletic last week, uh, clearly there have been some challenges that maybe George Kalkoff was either naive about uh, in the first place or have come up uh, just because of bad timing. But, um, you know, clearly they're in, a, in an environment where there aren't that many bidders interested in their rights, Fox is not interested in, in continuing. Um, and then I think the big 12 jumping the line, their deal was their current contract goes a year longer yet. They were able to um, open things up early with ESPN and Fox and get a deal done pretty quickly last fall. Um, has it had a direct impact on the PAC 12? Because at the end of the day, I don't think those two conferences, the schools that are remaining are that different in value. Uh, so when they agreed to their deal for $31.6 million per school, it became unrealistic that the Pac-12 was going to get decidedly more than that. And that's certainly, you know, if that ends up being the number or maybe a couple million more, it'll definitely be less than what George Kwiatkow had been hoping for at the start of the process. Is there a chance, though, that, it, I mean, you're hearing that you i mean the, the the rumor out there is that they're hundreds of millions of dollars apart so when you look at that ceiling of the 31.6 is if i told you right now if you're a pac-12 school that i can get you 31.6 do you think you take it is there a chance that this ends up being worse uh i don't think it will be um i could be wrong i certainly was surprised that the big 12 got what it did after losing texas and oklahoma but I don't think it's going to be a number less than what the Big 12 got. I just don't think it's going to be much more, um, if at all. The, the, I have seen the same thing you did about ESPN and, and the Pac-12 being hundreds of millions apart. But I think that is in part because what the Pac-12 was seeking at the beginning of the negotiations was never realistic. Um, before losing USC and UCLA, the hope was you know, they, they make $250 million a year now, that they could make 500 million, 500 million in the new deal, double the deal. Once USC and UCLA left, you were looking at more like 300, 350 million, something like that. Um, but I think he was seeking more. And I, I know he told um, told people that he was hoping to get them 40, 45 million per school, which just wasn't realistic. Um, 
The other thing I think that was a little bit um, naive was these negotiations got stalled in part because of the uh, California, uh, University of California Regents holding these hearings about UCLA and whether they might block UCLA. Nobody here in California thought that was ever going to happen. Yeah. It was a big political show. And yet, from what we were told, he was going into uh, meetings with the network showing two proposals, one with, one without UCLA. So they seem to think that was a, a legitimate possibility. I never thought UCLA was going to reverse course. So he didn't see UCLA and USC leaving. That caught him off guard. He allowed the Big 12 to jump the line and set a ceiling on his negotiations. You're now having it leaked that you're kind of desperate with San Diego State and, and, and SMU, and you've kind of overpromised. I know he got thrown into a difficult situation, but, boy, is, is there some fingers to be pointed here at Klayovkov? You forgot the first example, which was looking, looking the ACC and Big Ten commissioners in the eye uh, yeah. and, and, you know, agreeing to an alliance that, that wasn't on paper. <laughs> yeah. A handshake I agreement. Mean, yeah. And I think there's a lot of excitement when he came into the league. Obviously, everybody was so down on Larry Scott. Um, I was surprised that given the, 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 the problems that they had with Larry Scott, they went and hired another person who's outside the college sports establishment. Uh, he was working, obviously, in, at MGM at the time. Um, but he seemed pretty savvy to me. Uh, at least in terms of the business side. Uh, but obviously one thing after another seems to have caught him off guard. And you could say, you know, I've seen both sides of it. Some people say he should have done more to appease USC, should have been aware from the beginning that they were the feelings they were having. And other people said USC was going to jump regardless. Like if this had been in the works for a while, um, at the end of the day, they're going to a conference that's going to be making more than a billion dollars a year in TV money. Had they stayed in the Pac-12, they still wouldn't have come close to that. Yeah, and now you look at it. I, I, if I'm Washington, if I'm Oregon, maybe Utah falls into this. We all know that they flirted with the Big Ten, and they're just waiting for the Big Ten to say, "Please come." But the Big Ten right now appears to be on on hold. If you're those schools, how do you agree to any sort of grant of rights for any significant period of time when? If you're Oregon and Washington, Utah, and you're trying to play with the big boys, you're getting ready to sign a deal that puts you not even half of what the, the, the big players are doing. I mean, I think the best thing that happened to the Pac-12 recently was Kevin Warren leaving the Big Ten for the Chicago Bears because he was really, from what I understand, yeah. the one stoking these continued rumors. I don't think the Big Ten presidents were looking to add more schools after USC and UCLA, and certainly the networks. Uh, or there's, there's not more money to be had. Uh, Oregon is a great program, but they were not going to, uh, Fox was not going to go in and, and add another $70, $75 million uh, a year for another school. So I think that possibly, I'm not saying it could never happen, but it, it's not imminent. And so, um, you know, it, it's hard for me to imagine. I don't think you can do a new TV deal without a signed grant of rights. Uh, could they try to negotiate something where they get an unequal revenue share, perhaps? Uh, but then where do you draw the line on that? You know, I, I think when it was USC, everybody kind of agreed they were the, the flagship program that, that brought in the most TV money. I don't know that it's that drastic toward Oregon or anybody else in the New Deal. Now, one possibility, you know, we saw him go visit SMU. We know San Diego State. Um, you add those two schools they're not going to make you a lot more money, but they would definitely, just because of the inventory, get you a little more money. 
And then if they come in at a lower share, like let's say they come in at a 25% share, which would be an increase from what they make now, then the other schools, that might be one way to raise what Oregon, Washington, Utah, what those other schools make um, with the uneven the uneven sharing of those of that extra uh, revenue. Is there any way this it, 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 is this going to now just end up on ESPN and Amazon both, or is there a chance that one takes all the inventory? Your guess is as good as mine yeah. on that one. Um, it's all secret. There might be another player besides those two, like Apple, um, that has entered the entered the picture since the start of the new year. Um, look, we've heard completely different, conflicting things about Amazon in this. At one point, um, there was talk that they might get nearly all the rights. Now it's uh, John Orand, who I really respect from SBJ, uh, on his podcast, that he said he thinks Amazon's only interested in one game a week, their best game of the week. I've always thought that ESPN, because ESPN has ESPN Plus, um, and, and that, you know, if you've ever gone on ESPN Plus, man, they've got some of the most obscure sporting events on oh, earth yeah. on there. <laughs> like, they they just want inventory. Yeah. It's always made sense to me, especially with the games that are on the Pac-12 network right now, that you that, that they would be the most interested in, in buying up most of those rights. It's just a matter of what the value is. Um, they're not in a situation to overpay. They will pay, they will not overpay. And I, I've heard now that there's some some more rumblings that the, the the Big Twelve you know could be knocking at the door again. Have you heard anything about that? That, that there may be some poaching going on potentially from the Big Twelve with the influx. They got a hundred million from Texas and Oklahoma. Are they looking mm-hmm. to maybe throw that at some of the Pac-12 schools? And if if you get three or four of them, that kind of kills the Pac-12. Yeah, I mean uh, Brett Yormark, their commissioner, has not even tried to hide the possibility. Right? He's yeah come out in public and said, we're looking to get into the fourth time zone. We're looking to go West. I think that it's all been on hold until, um, find out the results of this media negotiation, uh, whatever it ends up being. Um, first of all, if it's just a disaster, then that's an opening, but even if it's just comparable to the money, the big 12 is going to get, um, I can already see them making the pitch that, Hey, you know, come to us. We've got better time slots. We're not going to have as many games on streaming. As you know, they've been talking to Gonzaga about possibly joining in basketball. That would be, I could see that being very appealing to Arizona for one, but to this point, nobody inside the Pac-12, no AD, nobody has indicated to me that they want to join the big 12. I think it would take, you know, the deal coming in well below expectations for that to become a possibility. And when do you think that this eventually gets settled? Because the longer it drags on, I think people get very nervous, and rightly so. Yeah, I've heard um, that there's hope that it would be done in the next month, like kind of like around the start of the NCAA tournament. Um, but as we found out with the, when the college football playoff expansion was happening, these deadlines can always be moved further, further behind. You know, they, they went through about seven deadlines of you got to have it done by this date. Um, before they actually got it done. Well, you can read his stuff on The Athletic. I think it's one of the best bangs for your buck out there. Uh, It's a couple bucks a month. And uh, Stuart Mandel, one of the best in the business. We really appreciate you taking a couple minutes for us. And we'll keep an eye on your stuff and uh, cross our fingers out here in Pac-12 country. All right. Thanks for having me. Thank you, my friend. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.